You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Abby. And I'm Sarah. Today we're going to revisit the topic of parenting. But first, let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Abby? I have been loving riding my bike with Pepper. I love this. Initially, I thought that I was going to buy an $8,000 electric bike. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that's who I am. <laughs> For interested folks, it's a turn GSD. I would still love to have that bike at some point, but financially didn't make a whole lot of sense. For the level of biking we're doing, didn't make a whole lot of sense, given that I already had a bike mm-hmm. that I got used last year that is perfect. I consulted with you about how I could get Pepper onto the bike. Mm-hmm. We went back and forth a little bit. I settled eventually on buying a Mac ride, which is a seat that goes between my handlebars and my seat post. So it stretches on a pole between those and then has a little saddle for him and then stirrups that we can put rubber straps over his feet so his feet stay put. Mm-hmm. I also bought him some handlebars that I installed on my handlebars so he can hang on oh. to. Yeah. And then put other things on the bike like a rack, a basket, and sort of a basket pannier that goes on Mm -hmm. the back that we can put bags and things in. He already had a helmet from his own biking. We had everything on there. I was like, okay, let's try this. The goal is to eventually commute with him to take him to daycare, which is on UAB's campus, and then for me to be able to go to school. Mm -hmm. So we tried it, and it is a massive hit. He loves riding on the bike with Mama. He loves to see all the construction sites that are happening around UAB, and he can see them so much better than when he's riding in his rear-facing car seat. Yes. We often try to ride side-by-side with Andrew part of the way, and then Andrew peels off to go to his lab, and then we go on up the hill Mm -hmm. (laughs) to go to daycare. And it's awesome. I will say that if people are thinking about doing this, I would 100% recommend the Mac ride. And I would recommend getting a rear view mirror for your handlebar because it's so much easier to see who's around you and it feels mm-hmm. a lot more safe than if you're just trying to look over your kid's head and your own shoulder to see what bikes are coming. So it's a good biking strategy probably anyway, but I feel like especially with an extra person on with you that kind of complicates balance and things, it's really mm-hmm. nice to have that as an option. We love it. We will be continuing it. It's about to be peak biking weather here in Alabama, and I'm so into it. I'm so excited for you. What's new with you, Sarah? I want to talk about how into breathing I am. Love it. (laughs) Tell me more. I read a book called Breath by James Nestor, which I don't necessarily recommend. There was a lot of interesting tidbits, but I think what to me feels like some pseudoscience stretching of the facts to make breathing be the answer to everything that doesn't work Mm, for mm -hmm, me. mm -hmm. But some of the techniques have been so useful. I have been doing box breathing when I am feeling anxious, which is where you breathe in for a count of five, hold for a count of five, breathe out for a count of five, and hold for a count of five. Mm. And just Reading about how that calms your nervous system and then when I am feeling anxious doing that and I'm sure it actually calming my nervous system, but then also the mental part Mm -hmm. of thinking that this is helping me do that too. The combination is so powerful and I just love it. It has been a really great addition to my life. It's beautiful. Now let's talk about what we've been reading. 
Abby, what is your latest book? I recently read Payback's the Witch by Lana Harper. This is a novel set in a small town in Illinois where there are four magical families. Emmy, who is the most recent generation of one of the families, has returned to town for a once-in-a-generation event where three of the four magical families compete against each other to see who will maintain control of the town. And this is present day. These people have Mm -hmm. cell phones. (laughs) (laughs) She reconnects with her best friend and with a crush from high school, Talia, and the three women team up to bring down the competitor from the other magical family, Gareth, who has wronged them all in some way. Mm. My favorite thing about this book was the world building. Building a modern magical world is always fascinating to me, but it was Mm -hmm. so integrated in the non-magical world. You know, there's Mm. this town in Illinois, but then Emmy had been living in Chicago. But when you live outside of the town, your magic is less because a lot of the magic comes from the town. Mm -hmm. And so then she comes back and her magic is coming back. It's just really interesting to think about all of that. Yeah. I will say that the book moved a little bit slowly at times. And some Mm -hmm. of the things that I read on Goodreads after I finished it said that it was a little YA-ish vibe, Mm -hmm. like a little juvenile with the language and how the romance kind of proceeds. But I did not mind that one bit. I would recommend it. It is solid adventure romance. So if it sounds good, give it a read. All right. What have you been reading, Sarah? I listened to Between Two Kingdoms by Suleika Jaoud. This is a cancer memoir. And as I said, I listened to it. And the author is the narrator, which is always a nice bonus when you're reading a memoir. Also, in this kind of book, it lets you know that she survived, Mm. at least to the point of being able to record the audiobook. Right. And depending on what kind of emotional space you are in, it can be helpful to have that information going into this type of book. Yep. I appreciated hearing about her experience as a young person with cancer. And she focused on that a lot about how her friends were moving into their professional jobs and living life in their 20s. And her whole world stopped when she got her leukemia diagnosis, and she entered this other world. And a theme of the book is this contrast between the world of the well and the world of the sick and Mm. how it feels to go between those two. Mm. I also think she had some great insights into how cancer affects relationships and just destroys so much of what's in its path outside of the physical health repercussions, but the way that it can just be such a damaging force in people's lives. Hmm. I will say that she wrote this very shortly after she finished treatment, and I think the rawness and the lack of distance was clear in reading it, and I Mm -hmm. don't think that's necessarily good or bad, but it's just another aspect of the book. I would recommend it. It's a solid memoir. It's heavy, but I think there was a lot to take away from it. Let's move into our topic for today, parenting. It has been a full four years since our last general parenting episode, and a lot has changed. Let's start by sharing the ages and grades of our kids. Plum is six and in kindergarten, and Pepper will be three at the end of March and goes to daycare. HP is nine and in fourth grade, and E is seven and in first grade. What is going well for your family in the parenting realm these days? 
I would say the first good thing is that Andrew and I feel like a real team. We have an acquaintance who just lost a child, and it has made us both really feel so present with our kids. So while that was a really horrible thing, I think it also served to remind us how lucky we are and how wonderful our children are. And that has been a really good perspective for Mm -hmm. he and I to share over the last few weeks. I also think that we are in really good shape in terms of having help and child care, which these are the things that make parenting easier when you don't have to do it all the time. I am very happy with our babysitter and with both the children's schools. What a great feeling. What's going well in parenting for you? There's a few things that come to mind. The first is our schedule. I feel like we don't have too much on it and that the kids have a really relaxed rhythm and good balance between being with family, being with friends, being at school, pursuing their own interests, and that's felt good. I have also been really appreciating having a co-parent whose strengths balance my own. For example, I really like to be done after eight. (laughs) I am usually the parent that reads with the kids, and eight o'clock is the end of reading time, Mm -hmm. and I would like to do zero parenting after that point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Neil is the one who will take E back and lays down with her, and he's been practicing math with her, and they've been practicing telling time and doing these things that I love that they're doing them, but I have no energy for that (laughs) at that point in the day. Mm -hmm. So it feels very good to pass the baton to my co-parent in that way. In general, I've been really feeling like the work of going to therapy has been paying off for all of us. Mm. I think when we started going to therapy, you're so inspired to want to make these changes and wanting it all to happen really fast. Mm. And I think Mm -hmm. it's something that changing the way you're interacting with your people or your response to certain triggers is not an on and off switch, even if you know what needs to happen. And recently when I've been reflecting, I can see how things have changed over Mm. the last couple of years in a good way. And that's felt really nice. A few specific things that have been going really well are getting out the door in the morning and going to bed. And it's made me think a lot, too, about what my expectations were a few years ago and how when they are speaking in (laughs) these clear sentences and seem like they have the ability to reason, it felt like what I was asking could be done and wasn't. And it brought a lot of frustration for everyone. Mm -hmm. And now just seeing as they're a few years older, it's like, oh, Maybe my expectations weren't as reasonable as I thought they were. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe they just didn't have the time management skills to be able to execute getting out the door in the morning without all of the reminders that I used to need to issue. Mm -hmm. So that's been helpful for me to see would have been more helpful if I'd known it a few years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Live and learn. Yeah. On the flip side, what is the hardest part of parenting right now? The hardest part for us right now is the time. We have so little of it together with both kids having to get up and get out the door to school in the morning Mm -hmm. and then even picking them up at 
2.30 or 3, which is what I do on the earliest days that we have them, it's just not that much time at home because my children, in contrast to yours, go to bed at 6.30. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I love because it lets us do so much as adults after. And mostly what I'm doing these days is studying in that time. But there Mm -hmm. is time to have adult conversations when we're not both totally fried, which is really wonderful. But it also means that max I'm seeing the children for five hours a day yeah which if you contrast that with them being home with me all day every day through the pandemic especially the early part before Plum was going to school I mean that's Mm -hmm. really different it's a big shift and I think we're all feeling it and I think the other thing that is hard about that is that so much of that time that's together is looking toward the next thing Right. It's Mm. not just five hours of quality time, which would be probably more than enough if I'm being honest. (laughs) It's five hours. And in that five hours, we have to fit in getting ready, getting out the door to school and class and work and then coming home. It's making dinner. It's getting ready for dinner. It's eating dinner. It's taking a shower. It's getting ready for bed. So then what is the quality time in there? It's kind of absent. Mm -hmm. It's just hard. And I think that we'll talk later about how I cope with that, but it's a lot. I would say that also Pepper is in a very physical stage where he is in his body and big in his body, and he's doing a lot of biting, hitting, slamming into you with his head from behind, lots of things that I think are developmentally appropriate and also really challenging. Yes. And then the bickering, which is constant when they are home together. And that's another thing that makes those short hours during the weekdays feel not like quality time. Mm -hmm. I did read a really helpful blog post from Teacher Tom, who's a preschool teacher in Seattle, I think. And we'll share the link. But it was about how kids bicker when they play and how they play to learn and so bickering is learning and so that was a good reframe Mm. for me yeah but it is hard for Andrew and me to listen to yes so one thing that has helped with that is making them play upstairs together so we Mm. can hear if things get Mm -hmm. really not safe but then the rest of the stuff just flies under the radar Mm -hmm. it's not building up irritation in you as it progresses right correct so yeah those are the hard things what are the hard things at your house managing screen time has felt really hard we used to do no screens at all for most of our kids' lives. Mm-hmm. And then with the pandemic, we got some hand-me-down iPads from my parents. And so that came into our lives. And then the most recent thing has been over the break when we were staying at a hotel, they discovered these Minecraft videos on YouTube mm. where you can watch other people play Minecraft. Mm-hmm. And that has been a real rabbit hole that they have been (laughs) wanting to go down. And before, I've really felt like they managed their own screen time pretty well, that they still preferred to do other things and they would use it. But if somebody came and knocked on the door, they would go out and play. And it felt like a balanced part of what was happening. And I haven't been quite sure what to do with this increased desire for Mm. screens and... Where I've landed right now is that I feel like we need to wait for spring to arrive and that 
January is a hard time. It's cold. It's miserable to be outside. It's dark. This is bringing some joy and entertainment into their lives. And it's probably fine. Because I haven't wanted to set hard limits because that feels like so much to manage. Mm, But mm -hmm. I don't know if that's putting too much responsibility on them to make these kind of choices when even as an adult, I find it hard to manage screen time. So then I have this expectation that my kids are going to figure that out at seven and nine. But then also not wanting to make screens be the thing and Mm -hmm. be where we're focusing all of our attention. So... If listeners have any suggestions, I'd be curious to hear what approach has worked for your family. For now, I am in the observing with some level of dissatisfaction phase, but not <laughs> having any action to take yet. Fair enough. I will say screen time, any limitations, which we always have had fewer limitations than y'all have had, but I feel like we are at a no limits free for all. <laughs> screen uh-huh. time situation right now because if I need to study yeah and can't manage their stuff and then they're just bugging me and bugging me and bugging me and I can't mm-hmm. study I'm just like just turn on Doc McStuffins it's fine problem solved <laughs> yeah. do you have any insights or mantras or touchstones that you come back to when parenting is hard I've talked about this before but I do try to keep in mind the fact that I usually enjoy my children. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not enjoying them, it's likely something to do with me or with a system that we have in place and not with them. Yeah. A really helpful wording of that is they are not having a hard time at me, you know, mm-hmm. they're just having their hard time, which is really good. And the other thing, especially right now, is that this is all a season. So good or bad, it will be over soon. Yeah. I try and remember that they are their own people with their own lives, with their own things that are both hard and easy for them. They're not the center of my world and I'm not the center of their world. Mm -hmm. We're just in each other's worlds and trying to keep that perspective, I think, helps me see the bigger picture. I also try and think about what I want them to remember about their childhood and growing up in our family. And when I think about that, I feel like things are going well. Like there's hard days and there's weekends where lots of Minecraft watching is had, (laughs) but we connect with each other on the walk to and from school. We're eating dinner together as a family. We're reading together. They have kids in the neighborhood they can play with. And while we're not perfect, we love them and are doing our best. And I think that they are having a happy childhood like Mm. every moment doesn't feel like that but the broader view does nice another phrase that neil and i use is talking about being the captain of the ship which comes from one of the parenting books that we read i think it was parenting without power struggles Mm. and it talks about how as a parent you should be the calm captain of the ship and regulating yourself so that your children can co-regulate and It has just been really good language for us to have. I'll come home after working on Sundays and ask how things went. He'll be like, hmm, I worked really hard to be the calm captain. And I was like, (laughs) oh, I know exactly what you mean. You mean things were really hard and challenging and you did your best. (laughs) So 
so good. That has just been really nice as parents to sort of have that shorthand way of communicating mm-hmm. with each other. Yeah, so good. Do you have any parenting intentions or aspirations that you want to focus on in the coming months? I'd like to continue to make the most of the time we have together. It's not a lot, but it does feel like if we really prioritize it, we can get to genuine connection in those small blocks of time. I think that's where I need to invest my energy of parenting. Generally, I want to keep practicing self-regulation so I can help my kids co-regulate and do that from a place of calm. There have been so many times where I can feel myself getting worked up, and now I think I'm so much better about recognizing it, taking a breath, and not escalating the situation. Mm. The keys for the success of that are me having eaten, sleeping a lot, and having time to myself. Without those, I find the execution much harder. Absolutely. Listeners, that wraps up our conversation about parenting. We would love to hear how things are going in the parenting realm for you. Let's end by sharing something we've been eating lately. I would like to share about a discovery at Chipotle. There is one near the library. And sometimes I go there for lunch. And my favorite thing has been ordering a single taco. It is $3.50. And it is a very large taco because you can still put all of the stuff in it. Mm. A coworker of mine suggested you can actually order the hard shell and they put it in the same compostable bowl Mm. that you would get the burrito bowl in. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when it overflows, there's a space for it to go to. And then it's only a quarter to get a tortilla on the side. So you can eat the taco and then the extra overflow stuff you can put into the tortilla to have another second meal. It is very delicious and very affordable. I recommend. That's genius. What have you been eating? I tried making salmon in the Instant Pot and served Mm -hmm. it over cheese grits. Mm -hmm. I have a question, though. So I got the salmon from Trader Joe's that was frozen that had Mm -hmm. some kind of butter on top with an herb, maybe a dill butter or something like that in there. And I was excited about it. I was like, great. It's seasoned already. I cooked it in the Instant Pot according to a recipe I found online, and it was dry. Mm. And maybe salmon is just dry, has kind of a dry vibe. That has not been my experience with the Instant Pot, but I also have been getting it not frozen. So I don't know Mm. if that is the difference, but I feel like with the water in the bottom that it's all just steamy and comes out really juicy. So that did not happen. I wonder if I overcooked it. But anyway, Andrew gladly ate it. (laughs) He's so good at going along with whatever I cook. I really appreciate that about him. Nice. The kids and I were unimpressed by this attempt. So maybe I'll try it again and not cook it as much. Maybe I'll try it again and try fresh salmon or thaw it first. But it was kind of a bummer. I would say don't give up yet on the salmon in the Instant Pot. Okay. I think you can have a better experience in future. Fingers crossed. I'll give it a try. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Sarah, and with all of you listeners. You can find out more about everything we talked about today in the show notes on our website, 
friendlierpodcast.com. You can also leave us a comment there or on Instagram at friendlierpodcast or email us friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. I have so many books. It's out of control when I am at work and place so many holds. It's too much. (laughs) It's too much. They are like towering stacks looming over me without me having the time to read them. So rein it in. Rain it in. <laughs> need to, I need to just like call, send them back, put myself on the list for like months out and never look at new books again. So that won't happen, but it's what needs to. Sorry, I got lost in my own words again, <laughs> where I forgot how the sentence started. Uh, I'm almost done with the story. We can move on. Um, you're just making your own life harder. <laughs> no, but actually I'm always so excited when I get to the parts where we just talk and I can cut it all. I'm like, oh, look how fast I am at edit- editing. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I do like that. Look at all those minutes that disappeared from this podcast. <laughs>